We're delighted that this podcast is sponsored by Drench. We love their curated catalogue of high-quality bathroom products at affordable prices, which can transform your space into something beautiful. No matter how small the details may seem, Drench won't miss them. Use the code HOMENOTES10 for 10% off your first order. Welcome to Stories from Sites, the renovation podcast that digs a little deeper. I'm Amy Donalek, and together with my co-host, Jane Middlehurst, we peek behind the curtains of those Insta-worthy interiors to bring you the real processes people went through to make their dream homes a reality. So welcome to our roundup of Series 5. I can't believe we're already here, Jane. I know, it's amazing. It is. And another set of amazing homes. What would you say has been your highlight? What's been my highlight? For me, I'm just perpetually amazed every episode we do that I always get something from it. Every person we speak to brings something new to the table, a different angle that I've not considered after being in renovations for over 10 years, helping hundreds of people do that. I think that's amazing that, you know, just speaking to people is such rich ground for getting ideas and perspectives on on how they did it and what you can learn from it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what also is amazing is just, I think we often say there isn't a right way to renovate. And I think that just is in force every time we do an episode. It's like, yeah, it's another way to do it. That's based on someone's unique circumstances, their constraints, their kind of life goals that they're trying to achieve. And so, yeah, it kind of reinforces our main message very nicely. What's nice is that you see the experience that they had and you can take little bits from each episode depending on whether it aligns with you or not and kind of understand their situation and think, well, I would do that or maybe they've said that's not a good idea. And I think you just start to form this fuller picture, which is what we always set out to do is just try and communicate all these different variables that you have to face when you're doing a renovation, which makes it really hard to explain to people upfront the journey that they're about to go on and and what might happen. But just hearing it from the horse's mouth, I think is just so helpful. I think also just going back to your point, if people are feeling overwhelmed at the thought of renovating, it makes sense why they're feeling like that, because it is a bit of a minefield. There are all these options and sometimes it is hard to know what's best for you and and your situation. So I think for anyone who's listening and feeling that overwhelm, you're not alone and it's totally understandable. Well, that's why we started doing Home Notes, isn't it? We always had people coming to us at our our architecture practice being confused about, we kind of want to do this. This is kind of our budget. We don't know who to hire. We don't know who's the right person. It's actually coming back to yourself first before launching into finding your other people and the person who's going to help you. You actually need to reflect really hard on your own situation, what you're capable of, how much time you have, what are your priorities for your project? It seems like an unnecessary step, especially when you just want to get on with it, to take a step back and and analyze all that, not just for yourself, but for anyone that you're doing the project with too. And that alignment and understanding of where you're at, is such an important step. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. So you said at the beginning that you've been amazed at every episode. Is there any kind of 
takeaways or moment, yeah, moments that spring to mind? Yeah, I think Jamila's just say what you want just massively resonated with me in such a huge way. I think that it's a superpower to actually just be brave enough to not be scared to actually communicate with the people that you've hired about what you want and you don't want and lay that all out on the table. And I guess that's project alignment again is if they decide that you saying that is not for them, then find somebody different. And I thought that was yeah. such a great message from her. And just, you know, I, I've been in that situation where something's happened and I'm too scared to say it's not right, you know, and it's not even that I've changed my mind or, you know, I've just mainly on my own projects. I think when I'm working for somebody else, it's my job to pull it up and I can do it really well. But for me personally, making somebody go out of their way or having that awkward conversation, I find that really hard. And so I just really loved her message and her attitude towards that. And that will stick with me. I'm, I'm going to remember that. I think what's important to remember is that you aren't inconveniencing them. Actually, if you don't say anything and then you bring it up like two months later, that's far worse than just saying it in real time or even better, like saying it before and talking through that vision. And I think sometimes when you're on site and you're working with builders and there is kind of a pressure to get, you know, the momentum going and you don't want to stand in their way, you want to get them kind of going and actually taking a moment to really talk through your vision with them getting the mood board out or whatever way you want to do it or the drawings it's just it's often a step that gets missed I think well it's quite embarrassing isn't it because <laughs> I think anybody who's coming into a job mostly it's just like just leave me to it and let me crack on if you're picking up on the vibes it's generally I don't really want to sit down and look at your mood board <laughs> yeah but if that is crucial to your project then you would be remiss not to tell them because how are they supposed to know that there's this vision in your head how can you have that conversation and get the project you want if you don't actually bring it up and I think that does take a bit of guts at the beginning just to and also trace people are hard to come by you don't want to scare anybody off yeah but just saying like can we just have this brief conversation to make sure we're both aligned in what we think is going to happen be really beneficial for you both and I think like Jamila said like make a cup of tea get the biscuits out like make yeah. it nice it's not like an inquisition you're you're just trying to get on the same page but it's really important to do that at the beginning rather than halfway through when you like pull out all your mood boards and say well this is what I was imagining when it's yeah, a little bit too absolutely. late yeah I thought what's interesting about the vision is that we kind of saw two approaches. The one, which is you have your vision right up front. You know what you want. I think Jamila is a great example of that. I think Jen is a great example of that and Ella as well. They all had a clear vision of what they wanted to achieve and they worked towards that end vision. The other kind of approach is to get your bare bones right. So Lee, for example, and Lou, I would say, I'll both do this then they kind of went through a process of listening and responding to the house they wanted to take their cues from the spaces if I had to do a top moment I actually would say it's Luz and the way that she was like do you know what I'm going to do this and not with a kind of knowing where she was going to end up but just like really yeah this is the right step for now and then I'm going to respond to that and then I'm going to go 
on to the next thing. And and just that totally blew my mind, <laughs> to be honest. I was like, wow, <laughs> you can just like, you know, I, I just think it's freeing because I think so often we're so afraid to make any mistake. And I know that's because we don't want to spend money in a, you know, like it, it's usually a cost aspect. But I think she knew that she wanted to paint her toilet red. But she hadn't thought, oh, what's the ceiling going to be? And when we left her, she was like, yeah, I'm going to go off and work that out now. I just, I found it a refreshing way to approach it. And I think Lee was the same, really. He was just saying, look, get your bare bones sorted and take your time, play a bit and layer it up. And I I found that as well quite freeing, just thinking, you know, I'm not going to waste money. But if you get that structure right at the beginning, you do have a freedom to be like, that wall is going to be yellow or whatever it is. So that was my top moments, I think. I think that's really helpful. Who was it who said they got their electrician in at the end? Lou. It was Lou. So I think sometimes when you're trying to start an interiors project, you kind of always stopped because you haven't worked everything out. You kind of like, well, I think I want this color. I think I want this, but I'm not sure where my lights are going to be. And I can't work it Mm. out, so I won't start. Whereas she just accepted that it doesn't make logical sense to get the electrician in after you've finished everything. But that was the only time that she knew where everything should go. So if that's the way it has to happen, and that's the way that you can start a project and actually get somewhere, then so be it. Not starting at all is so easy because you're Mm. overwhelmed with all the decisions. But just talking about the preemptiveness of it it reminds me of Ella and that situation was very different in the way that she had a space that she was creating but hadn't had the opportunity to work out that interior layout and I guess when you're making a new space it is quite difficult to play it by ear because One, when you're working with contractors, when you're not overseeing it yourself and you've got contractors in, you can't, you can change things around, but it's, it's costly. So, you know, I guess this series has been a series of contradictions, but (laughs) for her having, having some plan and having some interior drawings would have really helped her make sure the interiors fitted and were correct. So she didn't have to kind of play it by ear or just walk around the room while the contractors were there. Um, And I think that's what's so interesting about the series is that it is different solutions for different situations. Yeah, absolutely. If you think about speed, the speed at which all the renovations happened, I think that's quite interesting because some people were, you know, Ella was going super fast because she wanted, you know, the baby was coming and would it be done before the baby came? I think Isabel's interesting because speed really was at the essence of it because she wanted to put down roots and she wanted a home finally. She'd been trying to find somewhere and she was just like, I'm ready. You know, I want to like be there already. And so I think they really prioritized speed. And then for others, it was taking it slow. Some of the people we talked to are still renovating. They're going to be in, you know, six months, maybe a year's time. And just, even looking at renovating on a timescale, it's incredible to think how much it varies. And the different ways it varies, I guess Jumila, Lou and Jen were room by room. So it's mm. like focus on a room, 
get it done. And then when the budget allows or when the time allows, do the next room and work through it that way. And that makes sense when you're doing the work yourself, when you're yeah. managing that process, because it's just too much to take up, to take apart your whole house in one go. What's interesting about Lee is his was a slow renovation too, but in a different way. So he did mm. the whole bones of the whole house without any of the finishing touches. Yeah, even door handles. Yeah, he's going to take that process on himself. And that's the difference in having contractors, like a main contractor in, because obviously it makes sense to do as much as you can while they're there. It's a different way of phasing. And I like the distinction between the different ways that you can tackle that, depending on who you're hiring or if you're doing it yourself. Absolutely. So to finish up, Jane, what would you say? So if people are feeling they've listened to the series, they've loved it, they want to do their own renovation, they're kind of excited, they're kind of overwhelmed. What, what would you say they should do as a first step? I think just going back to what I said earlier about really interrogating yourself, your project, what you want to achieve is that first step to make sure that your project is aligned with what you want to achieve. Mm -hmm. And that's about, you know, on a more kind of holistic way, that's about what kind of project you want to make, how much time you have to put into the project, how much money you have, are you phasing, how can you phase, all of those questions and really dig into what you want to achieve out of your project. It takes time and we tend to do it all in our heads but if you actually take time to do the process properly and write a proper brief for yourself and work out a real budget which is not just mm. the figure that you have in your head of what you'd like to spend but start aligning what you want to achieve with how much money you have making a structured budget getting quotes and and doing you know cost analysis for yourself and then like really just understanding all the different people that could help you there's such a yeah. lot of resources out there and how you piece them together is going to be individual for you. You might have just described getting our uh, Getting Started course. So uh, perfect. You've encapsulated That's, it. <laughs> well, there's a reason. There's clearly a reason because, I mean, it just sounds cliche, doesn't it? But I think that's the whole reason we set up Home Notes. It's confusing and there's a lot of work to do. So if you're in that position, then our Getting Started course we've genuinely made it to solve all these questions yeah. and to get people in the right place. We haven't done it just for the sake of doing it. We did it because that's what our clients needed to just take a step back before they start calling people and before they jump in with two feet. Well, that's the thing. You end up doing it as you're in the process. I think what people maybe don't realize is once you've hired people, you're kind of on a set route that's leading you to a particular outcome. And I think you just, you need to make sure that that is actually where you want to be going. So yeah, do come and do our Getting Started course. Um, yeah, that was a perfect segue. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Everybody, we will be coming back with another series. We're not quite sure when, but it will be soon. Thank you so much for listening. And we have one small favor, which is if you are enjoying the series and you do love stories from sites, we would appreciate so much if you could spare a couple of minutes and either review us on Apple Podcasts or if you're listening in Spotify to just um, rate it. 
that makes such a massive difference to us and our reach and yeah we would be really thankful yeah that makes all the difference so that's a wrap everybody see you in series six 